Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills. If cancel early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 630 20 Pay $32 per month per line for five lines with auto-pay data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. Hey! Roto-Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's July 5th, it's 2017, and... Three early games, 12 late games, as always on Wednesday, our normal co-host, uh, Notorious. How you doing, buddy? To be honest, uh, I've had better days. How about you? <laughs> yeah, don't you hate those days or you just don't feel good? <laughs> like... Yeah, my little man, you know, I think he had a concussion, so he's been struggling the last week or so. Uh, Gordon Hayward left my team for the Celtics. Uh, yeah, just not, not the best uh, of times, but... Uh, yeah, other than that, doing pretty good. What about you? Utah went from like a 5-6 seed to probably not making the playoffs. Exactly. Finally getting really? good again. Now, yep. Yep. It was a roller coaster, too. You know, he went oh, to Boston, yeah. and then, oh, wait, he's not sure. And then, oh, oh he yeah. just wanted to finish his blog, so. He just wanted to finish his blog. Is that really what happened? I'm pretty sure. His blog oh, was man. like, yeah, it was a long blog about it, but. Anyway, that's hilarious. Um, not not for your team, but it's just in, in general, it's just hilarious. But hope everyone had a safe and happy fourth. Um, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you guys go over there, check them out. Playdraft.com backslash grinders for 100% deposit bonus up to 600 bucks. Uh, best ball NFL contest going on. They got baseball, they got PGA, they got all kinds of stuff on over there. So make sure you guys are checking them out. We have some baseball to talk about, and we're going to get started with the early slate, and the Toronto Blue Jays are visiting the New York Yankees. Nine and a half total, Marco Estrada against Michael Pineda. Uh, nine and a half total for these two pitchers is kind of interesting. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty high total, even though the game is in Yankee Stadium. Any interest here in Estrada or Pineda? So, I mean, Estrada does have decent uh, track record against the Yankees uh, outside of two hitters in Sanchez and Gregorius, which we'll get to. Um, but he's just been in terrible form. I think he had six or seven walks in his last start and uh, six in his last two before that. So, yeah, if uh, fly ball pitchers like him, you know, are walking a lot of batters, he can really get into trouble quickly. And then uh, Pineda, I think he's definitely in play in this early slate. Uh, we got some, you know, pretty hittable pitchers on the on the three game slate. So I think you can look at him. He's definitely a guy that's going to tell you more often than not. But he's got an above average strikeout rate. Um, he's going to face quite a few righties in this lineup. And uh, yeah, yeah, he'll either be really good or really bad. I hate playing him, but you know, we talk about it all the time on the podcast. Anytime you have a pitcher with a slider against Toronto, they're in play. And you know, Pineda definitely throws his slider a bunch. Um, this season, we're looking at around thirty eight percent slider. Um, so that, 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 that rate, um, is definitely why you look at some of these, um, you know, BDP numbers against the Blue Jays and, um, Pineda has definitely excelled against, you know, a good portion of this lineup. 
Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Outside of Justin Smoke, there really hasn't been anybody that's hit him very well. Yeah, like Baptista has, what, three home runs, but he's six for 25 with seven strikeouts. So, you know, you're going to see those types of numbers when you have a power hitter and a fly ball pitcher. You know, you're going to kind of expect some home runs to be given when you have a sample size that high. So I actually kind of like Pineda here. Um, I definitely think he's more in play than Estrada. You kind of talked about Estrada, um, you know, struggling lately. And I hate pitchers in bad form. Um, You know, we talk about it all the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for the Blue Jays, I think, you know, I'm not interested in too many of their bats. I think there's a lot of interesting offenses in this small slate. So you can maybe look at Smoke or Morales. Uh, Morales is really cheap on DraftKings, 3400 Don't mind him. Maybe Russell Martin just because he's so cheap. But outside of that, I think uh, I'll be looking elsewhere. Yeah, I doubt Martin catches, though, day, day game after a night game. Well, there you go. There you go. Um. The Yankees, you know, you kind of already alluded to it. Um, Gary Sanchez and Didi have good power numbers um, here against Estrada. And I'm I'm not going to rule out like a stack here. Um, You know, we're going to talk about a couple other games here on this morning slate. And the Yankees might go underlooked uh, with a team that has a ton of power. Yeah, pitcher in bad form. It's been walking a lot of batters. Uh, We have an offense that's one of the best in baseball against right-handed pitching. That also draws a lot of walks and hits a lot of home runs, you know, facing a fly ball pitcher. A lot, lot to like here in terms of the stack. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's move on. Tampa, Chicago, Blake Snell against John Lackey. You know, Snell, Snell got sent down to the minors, and he came back, and everybody was super excited, and it just didn't look like anything changed. He had five walks in that game against Pittsburgh. Yeah, they were talking about all these improvements uh, in his command and all this. And, uh, yeah, five walks is big, big red flag for a guy that just has consistently struggled with his control in the minors. So, at, the, at this point, I just don't think you can take him. The Cubs haven't been great offensively, but they've been a lot better against lefties than righties. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at the lineup, and I just don't think I'm going to play Snell here. The wind's not going to be a factor in this game. It's like four to five miles an hour, so don't have to worry about that. Um, you know, I talked about John Lackey because I thought he was starting yesterday. I talked about him on the podcast where he's just been atrocious against left-handed bats this season, and there's a lot of power lefties here. So um, I definitely don't like Lackey either. This is a game that I'm going to get a lot of my bats from. Yeah, so I can see stacking the Rays, but I could also see playing Lackey in a tournament. I mean, he's 5600 bucks. He's facing a Rays team. I know they are boomer bust. They have the second-highest strikeout rate against right-handed pitching. I am worried about the lefties, but I mean, for fifty-six hundred bucks for a guy with an above-average strikeout rate and a good strikeout matchup, I I don't, I don't think it's a terrible play. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I won't go there. I talked to CJ brought up the same point yesterday because uh, we had thought that he was pitching instead of Lack or Lester, and you know he said that you kind of just price and force it, and I just I just hate it. I, I just I'm not a John Lackey person, and <laughs> if I think he's going to be chalky here as an SP two, I'm definitely not playing him. Yeah, if he's going to be chalky, I don't think he's playing. But if he's uh, if he thinks he's going to be contrarian, don't mind him as an SP2 in tournaments. All right, we look at the Rays. Um, John Lackey's terrible at holding on runners, so I really like Malik Smith in this spot. Uh, I like Dickerson, Morrison. I wouldn't mind even plugging in a Longo or a Souza. Uh, I don't mind the top five stack here for the Tampa Rays. Yeah, definitely think the stack's in play uh, on my non-Lackey lineups. It's not hard to say. Uh, Morris is probably my favorite. Yeah, 41% hard contact rate against uh, righties. 
just been mashing the ball. Um, and like you mentioned, he's not good to hold runners, so I love Malik Smith. Um, he's third cheap, too, 3,200 on DraftKings, 26 on FanDuel. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, Smith is probably a guy that, you know, I don't know how many teams I'll play on the morning slate, but he'll probably be in all of them. Uh, he's just too cheap. Yeah, especially, I mean, if uh, Miguel Montero, anytime Miguel Montero happens to be catching, just load up on the base runners. Oh, you know Montero got released by the Cubs. Oh, man. Dude, I've been out of – when was that? He Remember he called out the pitchers when um, Trey Turner stole, like, four or five bases on him? Okay. And we'll he said, that, like, it's the pitcher's job, and, like, he got, you know, cut the next day. Yeah, I'm, it's, been, it's been a tough week, man. But I did play Turner that night, which I was happy about. <laughs> so. I mean, it's just, like, news that if you just don't see it, you're probably not going to see it. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it was funny. Yeah, I watched um, look at it. more than uh, player blurbs. Yeah, for sure. Let's look at the Cubs here. Um, you know, you get Chris Bryant against the lefty. Like, I don't hate a Cubs snack here. Like, you know, you, anytime you get a pitcher that's walking a bunch of batters, um, yeah, I, I don't think I've stacked the Cubs maybe a handful of times this year, but a pitcher that's struggling with, you know, finding the strike zone, like, why wouldn't we look at a Cubs stack here? Yeah, we talked about it with the Yankees facing Estrada, you know, really struggling with his command. So if he's walking a lot of guys and, uh, you know, gives up a lot of fly balls too against a team that hits left-handed pitching well, I think the Cubs stack's definitely in play. All right, let's move on. The last game on the slate, we have Chicago White Sox, Oakland Athletics. Nine total here, Mike Pelfrey against Sonny Gray. Played Sonny Gray in his last start, and I hate playing Sonny Gray, but it's going to be hard not to play him here. Yeah, I played him in his last start, too. I think it was the second time I'd played him this season. Uh, but he's been pretty yeah, good. It was, against, it was against Atlanta. Yeah, he pitched really well. Just didn't get a bunch of strikeouts, but we kind of expected that against Atlanta. Yeah, so he's at least pitched, uh, you know, he's had 10, 6, 5, 7, 4 strikeouts. Um, you know, his swinging strike rate's a career high right now. Um, yeah, elite ground ball pitcher in, the, in a great ballpark facing a bunch of righties. I think uh, definitely in play at this price. Yep, I agree. Um, I'm guessing you're not going to play Pelfrey here? Uh, nope. I don't think I want to stack against Pelfrey. We'll talk about that in a second. Is there any or any White Sox bats that you like here against Gray? Not really. I usually like targeting Abreu against fly ball pitchers because he's kind of a ground ball hitter, even though he's got a lot of power. Same with uh, Avisel Garcia. He's got a 53% ground ball rate against righties. So for me, it's, it's an easy fade. Yeah, and you look at the Oakland side, you know, outside of playing some of these guys for salary relief, like Lowry's cheap. Um, you know, the top of the order is really cheap. So, like, you can get away with playing some of these guys. The guy that I really like here, I talk about Chris Davis all the time, but I talk about Chris Davis against um, sinkers all the time, too. He just mashes the sinker. He has a 500 ISO against sinkers this season. He has a 462 X Wobo against sinkers, and we know Mike Pelfrey against righties this season is throwing at sinkers 65% of the time. So, Chris Davis is a lock and load here for me on this early slate. No, I love that stat. And uh, so the reason we don't like to stack against Pelfrey is that, uh, you know, he's got a high ground ball rate, induces a lot of soft contact, you know, hits the corners. But the A's lead the majors in fly ball rate against right-handed pitching. They also have five projected starters with at least a 34% hard contact rate. So I think uh, I think it's in play. Yeah, Um you know, and, and you're getting them so cheap. Like, that's the thing, right? Like, the f top five, six batters are just cheap outside of Chris Davis. And, um, you know, if you're paying up for two pitchers, which you probably should do on the slate, 
on DraftKings, you know, you're going to need some value and you're going to use probably some of these Oakland bats as value plays. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with the stack. Love, love Chris Davis, though. Love Chris Davis in this spot. We move on to the main slate, the late slate here. We're starting with Pittsburgh at Philadelphia. Garrett Cole against Ben Lively. Uh, nine total here. Garrett Cole, man, you know, he was a guy that was really popular in his last start. And, like, you know, I hate patting myself on the back, but I'm patting myself on the back for telling everybody to fade him because it worked out. Yeah, I mean, even in his good starts, I mean, he's not killing it. I mean, he's pitching six or seven innings, you know, three to five strikeouts, giving up a couple runs. I mean, I mean, the numbers are fine, but I, I don't really get the love for him this year. Well, he had what? He had, like, three really solid games. But look at his last six games. But look at the strikeouts. They're just not really there. Yeah, and you just look at the last six games, three games with one earned run each, and then you have three games with seven earned runs each. Like, that, that's just not a range that you kind of want to play a guy that, you know, his price is just continuing to creep up. Yeah, and five, five, three, five strikeouts in four of those six games. It all it really depends on what Phillies lineup we see too. Like we're we're starting to see some pretty bad Phillies lineups, and you know if they're extremely right-handed heavy here, like I could see maybe playing Garrett Cole. You know his you know soft uh, hard contact ratio against righties this season is right at minus five percent, um, almost five percent higher soft contact than hard contact. So it really just depends on the type of lineup that you get here for Garrett Cole. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Definitely better against righties than lefties. But for me, a guy with the average strikeout rate, mediocre Sierra, doesn't really have anything that pops for me. I, I just have a hard time paying that much for him. Yeah, the only problem is, like, um, you know, just kind of making my sheets and looking at the slate, like, we don't have a ton of options on the slate. So, like, for that reason, I think you could look at him if we see a pretty bad Phillies lineup here, but it's all going to depend on the lineup. Um, I'm guessing you don't have any interest here in Ben Lively against a team that just doesn't strike out. No, he's got an 8% strikeout rate this season. And uh, like you mentioned, the Pirates don't strike out themselves. So I think that's a pretty easy fade. Yeah, when you look at the Pirates, uh, McCutcheon's starting to warm up, man. Really starting to hit the ball well. I know he had two home runs on July 4th. Um, you know, is he a guy you could potentially look at here? Yeah, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, last time we did the pod together, how he was, uh, you know, starting to heat up. So I think you look at him. Josh Bell, I always like him against righty, especially in this ballpark. Probably just those two for me, even though this is a really good matchup. Uh, the Pirates just don't have anybody that I love playing. Maybe Gregory Polanco? Yeah, just I don't see any like really like standout pricing either. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, Josh Harrison's under 3K on FanDuel. Uh, I don't mind him in this spot. Like, this is a really good ballpark, too. Like, this is a good ballpark. You want these guys outside of PNC, and you're getting them in Philadelphia. So, good ballpark upgrade. Definitely. Um. You know, I, I really don't see anything on the Phillies side that I would play here um, against Cole, even though I don't love Cole, but it's just his lineup's kind of bad. It is pretty bad. Don't mind Odubel Herrera, Nick Williams. Those are probably the two guys I'd look at. Uh, if you want to go cheap, I mean, Herrera's only 2500 so if he's bad in leadoff, I think he's at least interesting. All right, we move on. Mets, Washington Nationals, Jacob deGrom against Tanner Rourke. Uh, nine total here. Jacob the Goat, man. The guy has just been phenomenal this season. He's awesome. I think we've both been on him pretty much, you know, since the start of the year. And once we saw that velocity and that swinging strike rate, you know, I've been sold. So definitely like him. I mean, it's a tough matchup, but 
Yeah, what, how, what are you feeling about him here? It's a really tough spot against the Nationals. Like, it's a tough spot, but we're going to see low ownership, right? Like, I just don't see a lot of people playing DeGrom. You know, we do have – I get, like, people love playing Alex Wood, you know. Um, I do. And, and, like, I just see DeGrom kind of going a little under-owned because Alex Wood has a pretty good spot against Arizona. Like, Kershaw's thrown a no-hitter against Arizona right now through six innings. Like, they just don't have a lot against left-handed pitching, so – like, I think it's a risky spot. Anytime you want to take a pitcher against Washington, it's extremely risky. You know, let's not hide that. Like, I, I it is, it's risky. It's a risky spot, but I do think that um, I, I just – like, man, the swinging strike stuff is just so phenomenal for this yeah. guy this year. And the problem is outside of, you know, Alex Wood, nobody's really in a great spot. I mean, Trevor Bauer, but – which we'll get to, but, I mean, can't rely on that guy. Yeah, and it could be a Trevor Bauer chalk day. Like nothing yeah. makes me more excited than that. Like he's yeah. a guy that can easily get blown up. Like he's gonna he's gonna be a guy we're gonna talk about. He's definitely on the radar for today. He could go out and pitch a good game for sure. But um, you know, you look at it and, and especially on a site like DraftKings where you gotta play two pitchers, I think you have to consider DeGrom today. Yeah, I agree. I just totally jinx Kershaw. I just gave a bit hit. <laughs> Every time, man. <laughs> Well, I didn't play in the night, so I'm glad to give a hit. But no, I actually am not. I think it's awesome to see no hitters. But um, all right, let's talk. I'm guessing no interest in Rourke here. Rarely ever do I have interest in him, and uh, not against the Mets. Bunch of lefties in their lineup. Yeah, low strikeout rates, high fly ball rates. You know, you mentioned the lefties. He's going to face the lefties. So let's talk about the lefties. Um, are, are you believing this Curtis Granderson hot streak stuff? Dude, not only Curtis Granderson Hostry, but Curtis Granderson Ben leadoff is a thing too. So, oh, he's dealing with a hip injury now. He got scratched from Tuesday's game. He's just he's just gearing up for this game. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> he's got good BVP too. Oh, does he really? <laughs> not great, but I mean, nine for twenty-seven, four doubles, homer. Nine for twenty-seven is fine with me. How many strikeouts? Let's see. Three walks, five Ks. Yeah, solid. Um. You know, I, I, I kind of like the lefties in this spot. I'm not going to go out of my way to, like, play them because there's some spots that I really like when we get going here. But I, I don't mind the lefties in this spot for sure. Yep. Estrubal, Bruce, Duda, Granderson. Probably better one-offs than a stack, though. Yep, I agree. Um, you know, I think Harper is phenomenal, and I think Daniel Murphy is really good. But I'm not touching bats against the Grom here. Yeah, I just don't play guys against elite pitchers, regardless of the spot. I just think I can find better spots elsewhere. Yeah, there's a 12 game slate. Why would you do it? You know, options. Baltimore, Milwaukee, Jason Aquino against Matt Garza. Ten and a half total here. Uh, big total for this game here in Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, it, it should be with these pitchers. It should. All right, let's talk um, Jason Aquino. I guess that's how he says his name. I don't know. I'm terrible with Spanish names, foreign names, any kind of name that isn't from the U.S. Um, it, like, he's a lefty. We have very small sample size on this guy. Like, we haven't seen much. He's faced two innings worth of uh, uh, left-handed batters and six innings worth of righties, and he hasn't pitched well. Uh, I can pull up his minor league stuff really quick. Um, AAA this season, 
10% swinging strike rates. Um, K per nine is 7.43. 1.41 whip. I never want to whip that high uh, from a AAA guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, average XFIP numbers, just really not a not a top pitching prospect by any means. Yeah, he's been in the minors since 2010. Um, he's young. He's only 24, so he got drafted young. Um, and I definitely don't have any interest in Matt Garza here. Uh, I'll pass. Yeah, I'll pass too. All right, let's talk bats. Um, anything standing out to you here for Baltimore? So Garza's actually been pretty decent against righties, which worries me a little bit. Um, but they do see – they are playing in a great ballpark. I uh, love Seth Smith here. Um, are you interested in the righties? You know, I, I, I kind of dismissed Matt Garza really fast there, and I probably shouldn't. I was kind of thinking the same. Look at their lineup, and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's just like there's just not a team that has lefties. They lose the DH here. Like, we're we're not playing Garza. Let's not kid ourselves, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna have to do like a batted ball profile, like go deeper into this matchup, because like. Yeah, Garza's been really phenomenal against righties this season. They don't have good numbers in the career against him. He's been really bad over the last few years. Like, he might be a guy that I kind of look at. Like, Seth Smith is four for 18, and he's a lefty in this lineup. Yeah, he is 5,100. I'm yeah. going to have to, like, I'm really going to have to dig into Garza here because he might be the cheap guy that I've been <laughs> wanting to look for here. I don't think I'm going to do it. Uh, I'll probably play some Seth Smith, probably avoid the righties, and uh, hope that they end up being popular. Kind of makes me want to smash my head up against the desk, but like I actually consider, I think you can actually consider Garza here. Um, like I said, I'm gonna have to dig into it a little bit more, um, but don't be shocked if like you see him on my pitching primer article on Fantasy Draft Premium today. Um, if there was a, a spot to ever use Garza, it'd be against the Orioles. Yeah, like very right-handed heavy team. Um, if you're playing Baltimore, I think you stack them. I think that's how you approach, a, a, you know, facing Garza. You expect them to get to Garza early. You know, they give up some run, or he gives up some runs here, and like Baltimore stack is the way that I would do it. I don't think I'm going to play in these guys with one-offs in tournaments. Just that Smith for me. All right, there you go. The Milwaukee side, I think they're really interesting here. They get a lefty. Uh, we like Broxton. We like Braun. Uh, Pena is a really good catcher option. Santana, Jesus, Aguilar. Like, there's some really good right-handed bats in this lineup. Yes, 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 yes. I love them all. Uh, Broxton, if he's batting leadoff, just play him. Um, 3,100 on DraftKings. So, if he's batting leadoff, you know, he's he's plug-and-play for me. Like I mentioned, Braun, uh, Santana, Pena. Uh, they just – Beat Sorry, up on, um, no, I'm saying they just beat up on Wade Miley. Um, like, he didn't pitch long. Abaldo today, um, I think he only threw, what, six innings? Yeah. He, threw, and, he only threw five. So, like, this bullpen's kind of beat up right now, too. Yeah, and you can't really expect him to pitch too deep into this game either. So, I don't hate playing lefties. Uh, if you're doing a stack, I don't mind including Thames and Shaw. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see who they start at first base. If they start Thames, who's starting to warm up again. Or if they start uh, Jesus Aguilar at first base. He's only 2,100, man. I would love for him to start. They could even start um, Thames in the outfield. They'd do that every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we move on. Giants at Detroit. Tyson Blatch against Daniel Norris. Like, man, this is a 10 total. Uh, you don't see many 10 totals with the Giants involved anymore. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we have one pitcher with an 11% strikeout rate and another with a 40% hard contact rate. So there's going to be some good bats in this one. You know what kind of stinks? Um, like, I, I love playing James McCann against lefties, but I love playing Pena against lefties. I don't know which one I'm going to play today. Yeah. Nah, I wish uh, McCann was batting a little higher lately, but... Yeah, it's just nobody plays him either. That's the thing. It's just awesome. Yeah, that probably helps. All right. Um, I'm guessing zero interest in the pitchers in this game. No, I've seen a lot of smart people play uh, tie block or black, however you say it. Um, not lately, but you know, for a three or four start stretch there, I didn't really see why, but I still don't see why. So, but I did see some people playing him. Well, probably an AT AT and T park and like cheap, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I can think of, you mm -hmm. look at the numbers and just nothing like screams like ten percent strikeout rate against lefties, eleven point seven percent strikeout rate against righties, like. He pitches the contact, and um, you know he's a lefty against Detroit, and they just have so many right-handed bats here. Yeah, you can't you can't play him here. Norris, I don't think you can play him either. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, there's just not a ton that I like here on the San Francisco Giants side, though. Even though I don't want to play Norris here. Yeah, I agree. I uh, wish Bumgarner was healthy. Maybe they'd let him DH. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Posey's always in play against the lefty. I guess we need to point that out. Um, Austin Pence. Slater is Austin Slater cheap? Twenty four hundred and Pence is thirty four hundred. So, yeah, I kind of like. Um, I don't know if you'll need the value, but I uh, I like Slater a little bigger. Yeah, don't mind him. Norris really struggles against righties. So, uh, and then the Detroit side, like any of the righties are in play. You get a. You know, power right-handed heavy team against a guy that can't throw any pitches by anybody. Like, I think you can look at the Detroit righties here. Yes, definitely. Uh, they hit a lot of fly balls, which is good for when they're facing a uh, guy with an above-average ground ball rate. And they're not going to strike out, which is great for the Tigers. So, I agree. Um, if you had to rank the stacks, would you rather play the Tigers or Brewers? Brewers. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Detroit righties against the lefty, but, like, you got to give the ballpark consideration too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's close for me, but I'd probably go Brewers too. All right, we move on. San Diego, Cleveland. Perdomo against Bauer, nine and a half total here. Like, Luis Perdomo is good. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why people, like, don't want to believe this, but, like, he's good. Dude, I've been writing about this guy for year, two years now. <laughs> we still haven't really seen the results come to fruition as, like we want them to, but – the strikeout rate's getting up there, almost a league average, and 65% ground ball rate. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, like, he just he kind of just have to, right? Like, he's just a guy, like, it's really hard to stack against him. He's a really good real-life pitcher. Um, you know, he's not always going to be a guy that just goes out and dominates for DFS, but he's a really good real-life pitcher. Yeah, exactly. His problem is left-handed hitters and uh, Indians have a few good – you know, lefties in their lineup. So I probably won't be playing him, but probably won't be stacking against them. Yeah, definitely not a spot that I could stack against him here. But, you know, we look at the numbers, 58% ground ball rate against lefties. And, you know, his home run per nine against lefties still under one. 383 Woba, um, just not getting any soft contact against lefties. So everything that's being hit is being hit hard. He's just been able to keep it in the ballpark. Yeah, which might not last forever, but. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, you know, Trevor Bauer against the Padres, you kind of have to like it here. Yeah, yeah. 
Bowers a guy, you know, his advanced stats are pretty good. Sierra under four, 26% strikeout rate. Uh, he's given up a lot of hard contact, but it's not like the the Padres are tearing the cover off the ball. I mean, their lineup is just so bad right now. Yeah. Um, you you got to like him. I mean, 7,300 on DraftKings, he's going to be super chalky. The only reason you're not playing him is if you just don't want to play with chalk. Yeah. Because, like, he's a chalk. Yeah, and he's bullet prone, so it makes sense as a fade in tournaments. Um, is there any bats in this game that you want to play? Not from San Diego's side. You know, Will Myers hasn't been that great lately. Uh, from the Indians, you can look at the lefties. I mean, Kipnis, Lindor, Brantley, Ramirez, Chisholm Hall, you know, depending on their prices, uh, don't, I don't mind them. Like we mentioned, uh, Perdomo, 372 Woba, and 39% hard contact rate against lefties since the start of last season. All right, um, we move on. Houston at Atlanta. Joseph Musgrove against Jaime Garcia. Uh, the biggest note here is Freddie Freeman's back. He was back in the lineup on, you know, Tuesday. He played third base. Matt Adams played first base. Uh, I kind of think it's interesting to – I can't wait to be able to play him at third base. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to take like a month. No, he's on Vandal oh. today, third base. Wow, I'm impressed. Oh, I am too, but like – how many how many emails do you think they got like with all the news <laughs> yeah, of Freeman going to third base and stuff? Like you kind of had to expect that they weren't going to take too long. Yeah, that's probably true because everybody's waiting for him to come back, and if he comes back at third, yeah, that that probably makes sense. Hopefully, Brad I don't think you, suit. I really don't think you can play him until we see him play like a full game or two in a row. Um, you know, yeah, that game got kind of out of hand, but he only played um, you know five innings or four innings in rehab starts, so. I think they're going to ease him back into action, which kind of limits his upside. But, man, you know, there's not many better spots than, like, a spot against Joseph Musgrove. Uh, let's talk Musgrove really quick. Any interest in either one of these pitchers? Uh, no. I don't like uh, pitchers in this ballpark that much, especially when there's lefties uh, in, in the opposing lineup. And with Freeman back, I mean, the Braves kind of have four pretty good lefties in their lineup now. So I won't be looking at Musgrove. Uh you know, Garcia is a guy that can induce a lot of ground balls. And, uh, you know, he's a streaky guy, but I don't play pitchers against the Astros, and I'm not starting tonight. Yeah, I think this is actually a really, really sneaky game. Like, you know, Musgrove is another one of those guys where he went down to AAA to, you know, kind of work on stuff. And uh, Paulino got suspended for it was like 60 or 80 games or something. I was reading this the other day. And, like, Musgrove had a really good start in his first AAA game, um, you know, working out some kinks. Like, just one start's not going to give you enough time uh, to really work everything out. So, I think this is actually a really, really sneaky game to kind of attack here because, like, we know this ballpark's been playing short. Like, I think we could look at some of these bats, and let's start with the Houston side. Like, what are we looking at here against Jaime Garcia? Yeah, so he's not great against uh, righty, so I think you can definitely look at, you know, Springer, Altuve, Correa, Gaddis. I like that four-man stack. Uh, Marwan Gonzalez is pretty decent, pretty high ISO against uh, lefties. Yeah. It's kind of the same guys I was talking, like, thinking about. And then the, the Braves side, you know, we know Musgrove. He has 60 RA this season, um, you know, 35, 34% hard contact against lefties. Um, I think you could definitely look at Adams. Like, if you really want to take a risk, like, I don't mind taking a shot on Freeman. It's just like you're really, you know, probably limiting yourself because he's probably going to get pulled in the sixth or seventh inning. 
Yeah, I agree. Did uh did Adams bat six today? Um, I don't know. I can look at that really quick. I forget what I thought they um That's just where he's projected at for tomorrow. No, I thought um I thought he hit Yeah, he did hit six. Sam's really gonna mess that lineup up if they keep hitting him six. Like Yeah. No oh, reason man. that Marquez can be hitting in front of him. Exactly. Or Phillips. Move Phillips down to six. Yeah, move um Marquez is up. Or move like Freddie Freeman or Matt Kemp into the two hole. We see this all the time. Like we see this with the Blue Jays. Like Joey yeah. Bats is batting leadoff. Like And Thames always bat second. Yeah, like it's not traditional baseball anymore. You gotta kinda adjust to the times, but Anyway, we move on. Boston at Texas. Doug Fister, Andrew Kashner in Texas. And judging by the total, this is probably going to be a hot day in Texas here. <laughs> well, that or the pitchers are just garbage. Might, might be um, Feels like 97 degrees at first pitch. It's going to be uh, 90 degrees at first pitch here. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, Not for like, the pitchers. Yeah, don't play the pitchers in this game. Um, all right, so the Red Sox side, you know, Andrew Benedini, um, two-home run game on full, July 4th. Uh, that game is still going on. He has two home runs. He's hot right now, uh, really swinging a good bat. Uh, what are you looking at here on the Red Sox? Always love lefties against Kashner. 372 uh, ex-Woba, 37% hard contact rate since the beginning of last year. So Moreland, Benedini, Jackie Bradley, uh, all great plays. I always love Mookie Betts, um, and you, you can stack them. You know, Kashner's 11 or 10% walk rate and 11% strikeout rate is going to catch up to him eventually. If you look at his Sierra, it's nearly two runs higher than his ERA. So, only a matter of time before he uh, gets blown up. Mitch Moreland, he had a two hit game against his former team. Um, I'm telling you, like, if it, I'm guessing it's going to happen. They like, you just kind of expect like Mitch Moreland to hit home run in the series at some point. So, like, I don't mind Mitch Moreland here. First base is really loaded, um, but I do think he's a guy that you can look at. On the Texas side, um, you know, Doug Fister, very small sample size this season. You know, we haven't seen too much of him here, but there's a reason. You know, he was kind of stuck in AAA. He was really bad last year with the Astros. Um, very low swinging strike rate, really high contact pitcher. Hot day in Texas. I'm guessing we can definitely look at the Texas bats here. Yes, always struggled against lefties in his career. Uh, you know, last season is a 15% difference uh, in his ground ball rate against lefties versus righties. So yeah, definitely like uh, Chu's been swinging a hot bat, uh, Mazzara, Odor. Then if you want to play the stack, I like Beltre. Gomez uh, has been pretty good since coming back from injury, and uh, nobody plays Elvis Andrews, but he's having a pretty good year. Yeah, I also just want to throw in another name like Joey Gallo. Um... Just yeah, nobody it, plays nine-hole batters. Nobody. And you can – this is a really good wraparound stack. You know, I, I talked about it the other day. You play Gallo, Chu, Andres, Mazzara, um, Beltre, or Dor, however you want to do it. But it's a really good wraparound stack. Yeah, I agree. We move on. Angels, Twins, uh, Parker Bredwell against Irvin Santana. Uh, Ten total here, Irvin Santana. Do you have fireworks going off too? Like it's driving yeah. me nuts. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's driving me nuts. Um, any interest in either one of these guys? Bridwell, I need to see more from him for uh, using him. The strikeout rate just hasn't been there, so I want to give him more a, a few more starts. Um, Santana, 
He's a guy that just continues to skate by with a low BABIP and a high left on base percentage. It's going to catch up to him eventually. I mean, he's a good pitcher, but he's not worth 9,300 on DraftKings. Yeah, you can call him a good pitcher. I'm not going to call him a good pitcher. In, in uh, real he's, another, he's another one of those guys that's probably a better real life pitcher. And like, he yeah. has just massive regression coming. Yeah, exactly. The problem is, like, the Angels, there's not, like, anybody that I just want to go out and target. I know Cole Calhoun was cheap on Tuesday. I kind of liked him because of the price. Um, he's probably the only one if he's still cheap. Yeah, still 3000 so don't mind him. Uh, I've been playing Cameron Maven a little bit. He's only 2800 on FanDuel if you want to look at him. But, yeah, the Angels are a team that you don't really target, but you don't really target uh, pitchers against just because they don't strike out. So kind of a situation just to avoid. All right. Um, like you want to, you want to kind of attack the power bats with the Twins, right? Like Sano, Kepler, Dozier. Yeah, definitely. They're big favorites. You know, over under set of ten, so they, they got a pretty high implied run total. Love Dozier, love Sano, Kepler. Grossman wow. always goes uh, under on, but I like him against lefties a little bit more. The Twins' run total is really high. Like their implied team total. Is higher than both Texas and Boston. It's higher than Cincinnati in cores. Um, yeah. It's higher than Milwaukee and Detroit. They have a really massive, like, Vegas is expecting a lot here from Minnesota in this game. Yeah, and they'll probably be lower on than at least two or three of those teams you mentioned. Minnesota might be a little sneaky stack here. Um, sneaky stack. Let's move on. Miami at St. Louis, Edison Volquez against Mike Leake. This game just kind of stinks. Like, I just don't love a lot in this game. Yeah, it seems like I feel that way about a lot of Cardinals games. Um, yeah, Volke has no interest in him. Uh, high walk rate, high hard contact rate, and he's pitching on the road. And then Leak, just another guy who's a better real-life pitcher than fantasy pitcher. High ground ball rate, low ERA, but just doesn't have the strikeouts to you know, warrant consideration. Yeah, Volquez gives up a ton of hard contact lefties, and we look at this lineup, and there's just not a lot. You know, like I, it definitely could play Matt Carpenter here, but like there's just so many first basemen on the slate. Like if you're playing Carpenter, it's probably on fantasy draft or on a site like Play Draft where you have more spots. Yeah, although the good thing is, I mean, there are so many first basemen, so it could lower his ownership in tournaments. I think for cash games, he's a great play. There you go. He's probably still cheap on DraftKings too, right? He's been yeah, underpriced 30, a lot. 3,800. Yeah, that's definitely solid. Um, you know, we look at the other side here, the Marlins side. Like, I don't know. Leak just doesn't ever get shelled. That's the problem. Like, the home run rate against righties is really low. You look at the home run rate. Just the home run rate in general is just low for this guy. He's just a massive ground ball guy. Yep, 58% against lefties when it comes to ground balls. 52% uh, against righties. I just don't see anything that I love here. Pretty uh, pitcher-friendly ballpark, too. Forget, I think it was Derek Carty was talking about one day, like how good Yelich is against ground ball pitchers. So maybe you look at Yelich as a one-off. Which is weird because he has a 55% ground ball rate. I know. I think it. he was talking about, like, he was explaining it to me the other day and, like, how, you know, Yelich against ground ball guys, like, turns most of his ground balls into, like, line drives and stuff. So it's kind of interesting. That's crazy because most of the time you want to avoid the ground ball versus ground ball. You do. Um, now I'm going to have to pull it up because I'm interested to see like his stats are against ground ball pitchers, but we'll move on and I'll pull it up. Cincinnati at Colorado, Feldman against John Gray, 12 total here. Homer Bailey, go F yourself. Um, that's all I'm going to say. 
Like, I, I just – I have so many – like, I nailed the one-offs today. It's so annoying that, like, you know, I had the, some of the Boston guys, and I had the one-offs nailed and like, the Colorado sex stinks. Yeah, against Homer Bailey of all people. Yeah, it's – stuff like but, that happens. Though. You're like, you know that. Like, it just happens. It's annoying, but it happens. Yep, it happens, and you go right back to court the next night. Yep. Um – we don't need to spend too much time on this, right? Like, this is definitely a spot you just want to attack these pitchers. Or, yeah, attack these pitchers <laughs> with hitters. There you go. Yeah, John Gray's a guy I love to use uh, more on the road than at home. Uh, Reds are actually better against righties than most people realize. So, probably won't be looking at him here. But 7,600 is at least a little bit interesting. Maybe I just misunderstood him because Yelich is much better against fly ball pitchers than he is ground ball. Maybe it was yeah. the opposite. I'm just thinking wrong. Yeah, that didn't make a lot of sense to me, but yeah, sometimes like, you find those random stats that Yelich has a 903 OPS against uh, ground ball or fly ball pitchers. He's in his career. He has a 332 batting average and a 902 OPS. Yeah, makes all sense. Right. Cores, all of them are in play. Um, okay, so no interest in Gray. No, like I'm a huge John Gray fan. You know that. Um, I, I just I love playing him on the road. His yeah. price is down there. Like I, I kind of want his price to say this when he gets on the road next time. Yeah, yeah. Like I love seeing him come back from injury and you know just absolutely destroy Arizona in Arizona. That was great to watch. Yeah, I'm a big fan as well. So I think 3600. I think I don't mind him as a tournament flyer, but not a core play for sure. Yeah, it's just like you know. As weird as this sounds saying, the Reds have actually been good. Dude, did you not hear one word I said earlier? I was looking up the yellow stats. <laughs> I said I was a big gray fan, <laughs> that he was cheap, <laughs> and that the but the Reds have been surprisingly good against Friday. Well, see, like <laughs> now like they've heard from two people. <laughs> I was looking up the yellow stats, I was like, you know. <laughs> Oh, we're moving on because that's hilarious. Anyway, um, listeners are gonna get a kick out of that. <laughs> like, like, you shit, like, yo, bro, you didn't are you not listening to me? Like <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> you pretty much just said exactly what I said. Listen, hey, like, just fine. Same thinking. Yeah, same thing. Great minds think like Arizona at Los Angeles, Zach hey, Gottlieb. What about the bats? We gotta talk about the bats. What in the course game? I mean, we might want to just touch on them a little bit. All right, who are you not playing? <laughs> uh, Tucker Barnhart. All right, there you go. Uh, don't play Tucker Barnhart. <laughs> I think the catchers are definitely something I would stay away from. Like, we've talked about so many catchers. Um, you know, I don't mind staying away from a guy like Joey Votto in tournaments because – He's a guy that has a very interesting approach at the plate. So when he gets two strikes on him, he really chokes down and he puts the ball in play. So you typically like see a lot of his home runs come from earlier in the counts. So I don't mind like staying away from Joey Votto in tournaments. The guy that I kind of like is Scooter. Um, you know, it's so weird playing Scooter Jeanette all the time, but like, uh, you know, he had another home run, um, you know, on Tuesday night. So like, I actually do think Scooter is a guy you could look at, and it was a pinch hit home run too. Yeah, he's been awesome ever since hitting those four home runs. He's just been turning it on. Yeah, well, you get playing time every day. You remember, like, with Milwaukee, he didn't get to play every day. It was just weird. Yeah. Yeah, I've always liked him. It's good seeing him playing more. 
Yep, everyday playing time is definitely a thing. All right, so Barnhart, maybe Votto. Billy Hamilton, I guess, another guy. Like, does this does Coors really benefit him? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it really helps him. I mean, they get a lot of doubles and triples, but he usually doesn't hit it past you know, the outfielders that often. And if I remember correctly, I don't have it in front of me. I'm pretty sure John Gray is really good at holding on runners. I can tell you. He is. Yeah, I just – yeah. That's the that's the John Gray um, fanboy in me. Yeah, it usually doesn't matter with Hamilton, but but no, it usually doesn't. When you have a guy throwing ninety seven plus, that's good at holding on runners. Like you know, it's definitely something that you'd want to mention, I guess. Yeah, for sure. All right, Arizona, Los Angeles, Zach Godley against Alex Wood, eight total here. Uh, Dodgers big favorites, but like you look at this slate, and I think like these are two of the better pitching options on the slate. Yeah, why can't Godley be facing anyone else? I just hate taking righties against the Dodgers. I really like Godley. I think he's uh, really interesting. People still don't play him for some reason. And uh, it'd be a perfect slate to use him just because the pitching options kind of suck. But, yeah, Dodgers are so good. I'm he's playing the Dodgers. You what? I'm kind of glad he's playing the Dodgers. Like, for all the reasons that you just said, like, you know, it's a, a weak pitching slate. We know they're going to throw, what, five lefties, six lefties against him? And, like, we know Zach Godley has a 67% ground ball rate against lefties this season. Like, this actually might be like a really great spot for him. Yeah, and they do have, you know, four of their projected starters have at least a 26% K rate. Plus, he's going to get to face the pitcher. I, I don't know. I kind of like this. He has really great BVP, too. Um, one start. It looks like he pitched one start against him. Uh, two for 24 is what the Dodgers win against him. Uh, maybe we're on to something. I kind of like it. Like, everybody's going to play Alex Wood from this game, and I think I'm going to play Zach Godley. Way cheaper. I know. Get, get the leverage play off of Wood. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Like, I, I hate playing, like, pitchers, right-handed pitchers against the Dodgers, but, like, you know, there's no reason that Alex Wood should be a 215 favorite against Zach Godley in this, just this season in general. Yeah. Wood has been awesome, though. Um, you know, we look at the other side here. Alex Wood has been great. Um, I hate playing this guy. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just not an Alex Wood fan. I, I don't think I've played him outside of his last start all year. I just, I'm not a fan. The problem with that is if you don't play him, you know, when he pitches well, then you're not going to play him, you know, moving forward. And then you're just going to hate him more. And then you're not going to play him more. And it's just, you're just never going to play the guy. Yeah. Um, I played him against the Padres last time. Yeah. Well. As like Uber nice. talk, but I didn't care. <laughs> you know, uh, some of those times, so you just play him. Yeah, I mean, um, the only knock that I have on him is the pitch count. The, that's the I thing, mean, though, right? As like a tournament player, and you know me, I play strictly tournaments. You know, he could go out and pitch seven innings and in six or six innings and strike out seven, but like the pitch count, some starts is lower than most. Ah, just man, the guy is so frustrating to play. He's yet to throw more than ninety-eight. Yeah, doesn't throw 100 pitches in the start. Like me and Siege talk about this all the time. He just doesn't throw over 100 pitches, and it just it just kind of limits your upside. But on a slate like this, where like, and I guess Degrom's out there. Like Degrom's a guy that can go 120 pitches and like, you know, throw a complete game shutout. Yeah, I think Wood's good cash game play. Probably not a. I think you can make the case to fade him in tournaments. Yeah, 700 bucks extra for Degrom in a spot against Washington where nobody's going to play him. Yeah. That DeGrom um, godly combo is looking pretty good. Um, yeah. <laughs> At least you're off of Ga uh, Matt Garza now. Oh, man. 
I don't know. <laughs> I really want to. I'm. I have it written down. Like I always like make notes while I'm doing the pod, and uh, I had it written down to look into Garza. You know, pitch types against Baltimore. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. I really just want to play him. I really do. Um, but if Scott Godley is going to be a guy that's going to be under owned, I might play him instead. Uh, you look at this game. I just don't see anything that stands out to me as far as bats. No, two elite ground ball rates. Uh, like I mentioned, Godley just sixty-seven percent, something like that, against lefties this season. Yeah, Woods is six percent against both lefties and righties. So he's sixty-seven percent against lefties and fifty-three percent against righties with a two-twenty-six wOBA, twenty-five percent strikeout rate, and it's only allowed one home run in thirty-nine innings to righties this season. Yeah, and we've talked about some really bad pitchers, so there's going to be better better offenses to target. The only guy that I kind of have a little interest in is A.J. Pollock is back. I love A.J. Pollock. Me too. I love him against lefties too. Um, He's been so bad against lefties last two years. Yeah. yeah I probably, I'm probably I guess not going to go there. This year, huh? He didn't play last year. I'm not going to go there. Kansas City at Seattle. Uh, Jason Vargas against Ariel Miranda. Eight and a half total here. Like, I just I don't see myself playing either one of these guys. No, Vargas is another guy that's got some serious regression coming. Uh, you know, 2.22 ERA, but 4.61 Sierra. Strikeout rates came way down since his first few starts. Uh, it does limit hard contact, but the regression's coming, and the Mariners have uh, actually been pretty decent against lefties after a really bad start to the year. When you look at Miranda, and you mentioned regression, like, you know, 5.02 uh, Sierra for Miranda. He's a 2.18 Babbitt this season. Like, he's just not going to be able to continue this Babbitt, like, He's going to regress at some point, and he's a guy that just really struggles with home runs against righties. He's a fly ball pitcher, which is good in this ballpark. Like, you know, that's definitely something to note that, you know, this is definitely a ballpark that's favorable for a guy like Miranda. But you just look at it, and, like, you know, the numbers are telling us that he's still struggling with home runs even, you know, in this ballpark. So I actually kind of like the righties here. Um, He's allowed 17 home runs to righties in 81 innings this season. And, you know, seven of those – have come at home so like you know there's home runs being hit at home against them as well yeah so what righties Mer- merrifield i kind of like kane and perez as one-offs um if solaire is in there like another power righty like maybe i could play him as a one-off but i'm not stacking against him like i would play just some of these power righties and try to get that home run yeah i think that's probably the play too yeah salvi definitely a guy that's been crushing the baseball so with Merrifield, I don't know if he's a guy that I would play here, but it's more like a price play. It's just not cheap enough anymore, but he has been hitting the ball really well. Oh, wow, 4K on DraftKings. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. He's 32 on Fandle, but, like, are you playing with Merrifield or are you playing Ian Kensler? Yeah. Or, yeah, there's a lot of good second players. Well, they're the same price. That's the only reason I compared those two guys. Yeah, yeah Kensler for sure. Um, and then on the other side, like Seattle, like Nelson Cruz is really good against lefties. Uh, I didn't know if anybody knew that or not. <laughs> Why, how'd you, why'd you, uh, let that secret out, man? Man, shouldn't have told anybody. Um, <laughs> his numbers against lefties are insane. Uh, I think yeah. it's pretty, pretty out there by now. Uh, I hope maybe it's not Valencia, Zunino, both crush lefties too. Yeah, but can you play da- – uh, like, maybe on the late slate, but can you play Danny Valencia on the full slate with all these first basins that we mentioned? Not on FanDuel or DraftKings. Maybe on Fantasy Draft. Maybe you can. 
All right, uh, let's play some home run derby, and then we're going to add it here. Fireworks are driving me nuts. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's driving you nuts. I don't know if you can hear mine or not. It's driving me I, can, I can hear mine, so yeah. We're good. <laughs> oh, and I live in a, like a like a subdivision. I didn't think the fireworks were going to be so bad. But, yeah. Anyway, I'll let you bat lead off here in the home run derby. Uh, anything's open except for course field. All right, I'm going to go with Miguel Sano. Sano it is. Um, let's see. I'm going to go Corey Dickerson, easiest home run call ever. John Lackey stinks. <laughs> so bad. And, man, I hate to pick, pick two guys from the early games, but I'm going to go Chris Davis. Uh, I talked about him. Just destroying sinkers this season. Um, I think this is a great spot for Chris Davis. I wonder if he has a BVP. I'm going to look that up. I like it. I'm going to go with uh, Seth Smith against your boy, Matt Garza. Bad choice. <laughs> and I'll go uh, Shinsu Chu. Oh, I like that one. Against Fister. Mm-hmm. Chris Davis does have BVP against both three, too. And five, and five for eight with a home run and one strikeout. All right. All right. All right. Um, and let's see the last one. I'm going to go kind of off the board here. And I'm going to say um, Manuel Pina, uh, the catcher from Milwaukee. I like that one. Yeah. Off the board. Why not? Right. Any final thoughts before we get out of here, my friend? Uh, no. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Uh, hope it was good. Hope you were safe last night. And uh, yeah, see you next week. Uh, you got to tell us who's winning the golf tournament this week. Come on. So I haven't even gotten my article up this week. I've been out of town. Uh, but I like Tony Fino. <laughs> Man, you had an insane week in golf last week, right? Like I saw the tweet. Um, you know, congratulations to you, man. Like that was nutty. Yeah, yeah it was pretty. It was a pretty good uh, week. And uh, it was kind of crazy because I only built two lineups. I usually build like 100. Yeah, I only did two lineups. Just end up top, placing, you know, at the top of a bunch of tournaments, and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And six-figure week is pretty cool. Come on, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, really quick before we get out of here, I know both of us want to go to bed. I I just happened to open Twitter, and like your wife tweeted out a picture of like her hugging, you know, your son. Is that you with the Snapcat shirt? <laughs> oh yeah, no. You don't wear the snapback? No, the shirt. Oh yeah, so my family. So so every year for the fourth, we go to this really small town my grandma lives in. There's like two thousand people who live there, and we go to Walmart. And that's their biggest. They finally got a Walmart there, so they're pretty happy. And uh, <laughs> anyway, we go and find the ugliest shirt we can find, and we everyone buys them. So we have like twenty of people wearing the same shirt, and this is one we picked out this year. Snapcat. Snap. Yeah. I wasn't involved in the picks because I was late, but uh, I had to wear it. So no, I just I I just kind of guessed because of the backward hat and it was like a cutoff picture, and I was like, "What is he wearing?" Yeah, yeah, you know me. I'd I'd be in a Jordan shirt or something if I if I had. Yeah, I know. I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna get out of here. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you guys go over there and check them out. It's playdraft.com. If you use the promo code grinders, so playdraft.com backslash grinders, you guys get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to 600 bucks. And that way uh, you guys also get content here at Roto grinders for best ball uh, premium. 
for draft um, for three months for free. So make sure you guys are using that promo code Grinders. Good luck in your contest tonight, and we'll see you guys again on Thursday. Hey, what's up, Roto Grinders? Chris Cimino here, and it's time for you to get an edge on your DFS competition with our daily ownership projections for DraftKings and FanDuel, available now to our premium subscribers. We're constantly evaluating our projections and updating all the way up through lineup lock to ensure you have the best possible information in crunch time. Our team covers NFL, NBA, MLB, and PGA for all main slate action. If you don't have this, you are missing out. Subscribe to Roto Grinders Premium today to get access to our premium ownership projections and to our award-winning premium content. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 63020, pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. 